Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what that is, I'm sure you will by the end of this episode. Today, we have a super special episode. We've got John Adamson from Neon Tiger, the brand new vegan cocktail restaurant in downtown Charleston. Um, It's been booming. It is so cool. We're sitting in the restaurant right now. Um, We're going to get into animal rights. We're going to get into animal activism. We're going to get into veganism, why it's amazing, um, some details behind it that you may not want to hear, but you should hear. So we'll get into that in just a second. Make sure that if you haven't already, subscribe, like, share the podcast, however you're listening to it. Screenshot it. Do what you got to do. That's the best way to support the podcast energetically. And financially, if you want to support the podcast, you can always go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and then use the links in the show notes. Super helpful. Y'all are amazing. We're going to get into this episode. I've got John right in front of me. Give us a little bit of info about you, John. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, and hello to everyone. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, the, the reason that we're sitting here is because maybe close to three years ago, I made the connection to the suffering and planetary destruction. Um, and eventual health problems that were on my plate. And, um, you know, it's hard to say exactly when the connection, you know, I, I, I kind of believe that, 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 um, that cognitive dissonance is a, is a bitch. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to say when it all, you know, really started for me. Mm-hmm. I can remember, you know, I think the, I think if I if I can think back to the first time I really remember thinking, wow, you know, this is a life that 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 I have on my plate was was when I um, I'm a picky eater. I always have been, and I re- I remember returning a uh, you know I ordered a chicken sandwich because I used to eat a lot of I used to eat chicken like every day, you know? Um, and I think that was probably part of my cognitive dissonance too, right? Like not eating all these other animals and going, okay, well, I'm gonna eat the chicken because the chicken uh, is small brain. You know, they don't know what's going on, you know? Clear, clearly cognitive dissonance, right? Um, but I remember um, this sandwich came out to me and it had something on it that I didn't want or didn't ask for, you know? And I sent it back and I remember thinking, how sad that was that I know that that's going to be thrown away. And so that life didn't even, you know, quote unquote nourish, which is mm-hmm. hilarious to say, um, me or anyone else, it, their life was completely in vain. And uh, that was even before I really made the full on connection and said, I'm done with this. This is not okay by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, and that was probably a few months, you know, before I guess. Um, but ultimately, it was you know I thank Instagram for for helping me um, to to see the light and following people that were spreading the truth and not scared to talk about the truth, you know, um, veganism and you know and 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 you know the topic of 
of not consuming animals or consuming it, you know, any of it is such a taboo subject. Um, you know, it's, it's um, I believe that we, you know, that there's a collective guilt amongst all of us about it, whether we want to admit to it or not, or, or you know, even have the ability to. Um, so it's, you know, I, I really, I think that I, I really respected that people were not scared to show the truth, you know, on Instagram or wherever. And I think that was part of me becoming an activist was um, was following those footsteps. And and, and also, I, I, no one had ever spoken to me about it, and I had to come to this information on my own. And so that upset me too. Um, that that there was, you know, that, that 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 you know, because there were people in my life, I'm sure, that were vegan. You know, and and that didn't speak up about it, and I think you know that's one of the reasons why I, I, I believe that it isn't enough to be vegan. You know, I completely agree. Um, so uh, you know, so so yeah, so I started following some different accounts, and uh, the one specifically that I started following was Goats of Anarchy, um, and I you know recommend that, that it, you know everyone check it out. Um, it's what is a, it called again? Goats of Anarchy. Goats of Anarchy. Yeah, and and she um, Leanne, I believe, is her name, um, and you know I credit her with 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 helping me to make the connection and um, you know and and begin this phase of my life that is such a blessing. You know, I mean. Veganism is, um, that's what's so funny to me about people that fight it, is it is such a blessing and such um, an incredible thing to even be able to um, to be a part of in this life, you know, to have even gotten there, to have broken out of the maze, you know, that is our conditioning, you know, and to have finally found the truth and, and you know, not that I was searching for the truth because it's always so hidden from us in, you know, so many different ways that we can talk about, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, um, I started following uh, Leanne with Goats of Anarchy, and she she rescues special needs goats, and uh, you know goats that are you know would otherwise not have a life. You know they were you know from neurological issues to uh, you know um, frostbite, they lose their limbs, or you know, you know any number of reasons why they end up in her care. Uh, and and you know seeing these you know carts that she has built for them so they can walk walk around and run around and and seeing the relationships that each of these goats have with each other whether that's you know whether that's that they stay away from each other or that they're attached to the hip you know uh, it just showed me um, you know they mourn when 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 you know they lose a member of the pack they you know are you know in every single way that matters they're exactly like us from their ability to feel pain joy, you know, um, depression, um, anxiety, any of these things, you see all of these behaviors um, in animals. And, you know, it just became very clear to me that, that I had no right to make any decisions about the life of someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that going back to when you were mentioning you know, these animals mourn, they have feelings, they feel pain, they have compassion, they love people, they love each other, they love their own families. I think that that's one thing that people, they want to stay blind to. They really want to stay blind to the fact that an innocent animal has emotions and will feel scared and will feel sadness and pain and fear, most of all. I think that, we mentioned this earlier before we started recording, um, 
a lot of people say, no, I love animals, but they love pets. You know, they love what's close to them, they love what's familiar, they love cute videos on the internet. Of course, who doesn't? But I think that once you, once you really break through the fact that just because your pet is around you all the time, and maybe a pig on a farm is a pig that you've never met before, um, people disassociate that with emotion. They say, okay, well, it's just a pig, they're dumb. But in reality, they're smarter than a golden retriever. In reality, they, you know, they can sit, they can bash, they can, you know, they're vegan. So I think that once people um, kind of start to reframe the way that they think and they bite the bullet and actually see what, understand what they're seeing, they're staying blind to it. I think that once they take off the blinders, it would be much easier for people to make different food decisions as a first step towards everyone being a little bit more of an activist. I think if everyone was at least 2% more of an activist, this world would, I mean, it would change the day. Oh. Can you imagine? Absolutely. I mean, it really would. It's yeah. power in numbers. Yeah, you know, it, it really, it, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's always kind of been odd to me that, that people are scared to speak up about such atrocities, you know? I mean, it is, the, the horrors of animal agriculture run deep. And the idea of being quiet about it is unimaginable to me. Because, you know, and, and I've said this before, that, you know, it's not, it's not 100% selfless what I do. I want to be able to eat in the future. I want to have oxygen. I mean, our, our oceans are, are scheduled, you know, as, as, as we're going here, you know, predicted to be scheduled. Um, they're predicted to be, as I should say, dead by 2048. In fact, that's what this whole concept is about. 2048. Is 2048. That's why you're. That's why it's very, you know, futuristic in here. This is supposed to be a dystopian sort of idea. This is a warning. You know, Neon Tiger is a, is about education, um, but it's um, you know our oceans are, are predicted to be dead by 2048, and that's from overfishing. You know, not to mention, you know, ocean dead zones, which, you know, animal agriculture is the number one cause of, and animal agriculture is the number one cause of so many things. I mean, from deforestation to, uh, to world hunger. I mean, there's a billion starving people in the world. A billion starving people. 25,000. I'm not talking about that. Sorry, kind of cut off just a second ago. But we got everything. We're all oh, good. Great. But go, with that, I mean, we're now talking about agriculture, which is just one facet of being a vegan activist. I yeah, think there are sure. so many. I think that so many people just think, okay, like on this podcast, we talk a lot about the health benefits of plant dominance, uh, about the health benefits of uh, or longevity, all those good things, and talking about how it makes you more regular, like your skin's better, you think more, things are great. But then you take one step further and one step further, and you talk about compassion towards animals, you talk about um, Again, our grandchildren being able to have food, our children being able to have food. How about actually just being able to, to with a clear conscience, have children ourselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a famous vegan activist. His name's Philip Wolin, um, and he's incredible. You should check out his his uh, speeches. Um, Philip he's Wolin. Philip Wolin. Yeah, and um, he said in a speech last year that if you have a child under the age of five that it is mathematically impossible for them to live to retirement age at the rate that we're going. 
what steps have you seen that have been impactful at all and that seem like they'll continue to grow in order to reduce ocean farming, in order to reduce, um, I mean, CO2 and emission levels? What, if you can think of anything as an animal activist, as a, a human rights activist, as a world activist, is there anything that you've seen that you're proud of? Any progress that you can see on a more than just an individual level? Not that it doesn't start there, but... Sure. You know, there's one, you know, it, it's sad because I have to rack my brain, you know. It seems things are getting worse, you know, um, just because, you know, populations are going up. And, you know, we talk about the conditioning, right? And you've got all these, you know, it seems that all the people that are having, you know, and that's kind of more too, too, probably too much of a blanket statement, but, you know, it just seems that that you've got uh, so many people that are having, you know, multiple kids and they're still in that, you know, they're still trapped in the matrix, right? Yeah. And they're still teaching their children, they're, they're you know, they're carrying on this, this um, tradition of exploiting animals. What you know, is your it's definition? getting worse as the population goes yeah. up, so the demand is actually going up. So the awareness is going up, but the demand is still going up as well. And um, I think the biggest thing that I would have to say that I have seen that is hopeful, um, and I don't know, you know if anyone realizes this, but that our farm bill in the United States is written so that it incentivizes animal farmers to breed and kill as many animals as they possibly can because they get paid for those deaths by the government whether they're purchased or not. So as a vegan in the United States, you are not actually saving any lives. We're told that we save 300 lives you know, uh, a year or so by being vegan. That's actually not true in the United States which, um, you know, I hope that doesn't discourage anyone from, from going vegan because I believe that, um, that you know, that, that shouldn't matter. But, but with that said, there is something that's happening to reverse that. So we need the farm bill to be rewritten. And there is uh, a group that has started, um, an activist, a fellow activist, um, she started this, um, um, the Agriculture Fairness Alliance is what it's called. And I urge anyone who's listening to this to go and join. The Agriculture Fair Alliance. Fairness Alliance. Fairness Alliance. Okay. Yes. And um, it is uh, it's to raise money to buy lobbyists, which is a horrific thing in the first place. I mean, lobbyists you know, in general should be outlawed. But they exist and we have to play the game. Mm -hmm. And right now, there's no one that's speaking up for vegans in Washington. So this is, and it's already, we've already got uh, two lobbyists, I think, and we're trying to, you know, to buy as many as we can and, and, and get as, as much of a voice in Washington as possible so that we can get this farm bill, bill rewritten so that, so that these industries that are communist, really, you know, if you look at it, are not, that it, are not, you know, do not have to adhere to supply and demand mm -hmm. um, to where that gets changed, to where at least when we're not eating animals, we're actually saving animals. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from, uh, I, I, I was like a younger guy, I would consider you a younger guy, 
in Charleston, which is this instant gratification town um, full of people, southern people, southern traditions who eat however they want, truly however they want. Shrimp and grits every day is a staple. Fried chicken, it's a staple. Brisket is a staple. Different kind of, anyways. Um, with with what we're hearing from you, I want to I want to kind of normalize this because you weren't always vegan. You weren't always an activist. You no. ate chicken all the time. You you had to adopt a different mindset. You're a, a man in this industry in this world who didn't have to say I need to eat meat to feel like a man. You know, I I want to I want to address yeah how. How to have a conversation with someone who thinks that when they hear the word vegan, they think this is all woo-woo, this is hippie, this is, you know, save the earth, save the planet. You know, you hear those words and it doesn't sound like it has much substantiality. But then, like, and we've been talking for 10 minutes and you've given me more information than I've gotten in years. And that's the problem. Um, and so, like, I can only follow so many Instagram accounts before there needs to be some physical change, you know? But what would you say to someone who says, okay, or, or you're trying to say, hey, man, I hear you and your wife are trying to have a baby. What do you think is going to happen when your baby is 25 years old and isn't able to eat, breathe, sleep, swim in an ocean? Like, think about your childhood. What do you think when you're when you have to tell your child that they aren't going to be able to have that. Um, are you confident? Would you say that to someone? Is that something that you are concerned about for yourself? Like, bringing a child into this world, what would happen? You know, yeah. how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's something that, that I, you know, that, I, would, that I, I do feel like I would like to do, but I, it, I can't really do it in good conscience knowing what I know. You know, um, and just knowing how difficult things are going to be. I mean, honestly, from this point on. I mean, I've been talking about this for a couple of years without even knowing about this pandemic coming. But you know, what we're dealing with right now, I truly, truly believe, is absolutely nothing compared to what we're going to deal with. You know, we're going to have more pandemics. We're going to have, and they're all zoonotic. You know, every single one of them. They're all because we eat animals. That's it. You know. And it's just, it, it's incredible to see, and I don't want to get off course, but it's incredible to see, you know, these, you know, people, you know, wearing masks and eating animals, you know, it's like, this is where it started, you know, like, you know, it start, it's honestly, when I see, when I see, you know, and look, I wear my mask when I, when I, when, when I'm told to or whatever, and, and, um, and, you know, wear it, of course, at work and, and all that, but, but when I, when I see all these people in masks, it's just, it's embarrassing to me. I feel like we failed as a species, you know, um, because this would never be happening if we just had just simple respect for our fellow inhabitants of this earth. But let me, let me tell you one thing that I know people are probably thinking right now. Well, it's because someone ate a fucking bat. Nobody eats bats. That's going to be a rebuttal. You know, there are people who yeah. are like, oh, well, it's not right. coming from a right. chicken. Or it's not coming from poultry. Well, I mean, salmonella, you know. But it, a pandemic is not coming from a McDonald's cheeseburger kind right. of situation. So right. what do you have to say with that? So, you know, I mean, think of it this way. First of all, 
doesn't matter where you are. There's certain animals that are that are that are not eaten, and certain ones that are. Right? I mean, if you're if you're if you're who knows? And and you know, I, I don't want to even say if you're in China you eat dogs because it isn't even really a huge part of their population that does. I mean, it's the it's the one percent over there that are doing that. You know. Um, but um, Same either with the 1% way, over here that eats squirrels, well, there you, know? you go. Sure, exactly, right. So, I mean, I think what I say to that is that that you know all all of these lives, there's no difference in any of these lives, and and the importance that 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 life has to that being, mm -hmm. right? These are all sentient beings, you know. So there is no difference what form that sentient being comes in, you know. And also, you know, I also say. If we would stop, let's just say America went vegan, don't you, don't, you know, that would then allow us to put the pressure on these other countries that are doing it and, you know, potentially make a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's, that's all just more um, excuses. I agree. I yeah. think that that's where the cognitive dissonance comes in and I think that that's where people, they just want to eat what they want to eat. And right. they don't well, they wanna, just don't want to be inconvenienced. Exactly. Yeah. They don't want to be inconvenienced. And there are going to be a lot of people out there who get so frustrated at, at, at vegans, quote unquote. And I wonder if we change the word vegan to animal activist or health activist, public health activist. You know, right. like what if you change your name to that? And, yeah. th and then being a vegan was something that you were reluctant to do because you enjoy meat, but then you just did it to do your part. And I, I, well, yeah, yeah, and I love that you say that. Like, you know, everyone will wear a mask to do their part, but what about what about going vegan to do your part? You know? Oh no, let's change the subject. You know? Well, I mean, like, I'd rather breathe clean air. I'd rather. Well, yeah. um, people always talk about like uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a friend over at the house, and they helped change these two air filters in my house, and we looked at them, and we were like, Fuck. it was disgusting. They were bearded. They were black. They were so <laughs> nasty. And I just thought to myself, what the hell am I doing? Uh, we're quote-unquote quarantined in this house. I hate that fucking word. We're quarantined in this house. We can't leave. And I'm breathing in this harsh air and that's not me doing my part. So uh, what, like, if I'm even scared to be breathing in where I should quote-unquote be feeling safe at home, then what's happening outside when there's all these emissions and when there's all, all this stuff going on and you know I want to go jump in the ocean and feel free but then you're like oh my god all this stuff in the ocean you're you know and I'm right? like ah, we're not safe anywhere we're not but at the same time I think that that gives people comfort when you say you're not safe anywhere people say say oh well if I'm not safe anywhere I'm just then gonna I may do as, right then I may as well yeah right? like if everything is already unsafe yeah. then why why bother sure um and I think that by opening a cool place like this I think it just, it's a different way to get to that conversation. I think that this is a, a caveat, and I think that this is a, um, it's, it's a topic starter. I mean, this is a topic card. Um, keep going. I'm yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, that's the idea, you know. It is the idea. I mean, it's, it, and, 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 you know, to be honest, it's, it's the reason why this is, uh, one of the reasons why I refer to Neon Tiger as a cocktail bar versus a restaurant, because your average, you know, Mediator will come into a cocktail bar, but they won't go into a vegan restaurant. You know? Great point. So yeah, there's so, a stigma. Well, sure. Such a stigma. Yeah, and 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 this is supposed to, um, you know, I'm trying to redefine veganism here. You know, I mean, it's 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 um, it, it's um, it's just been seen as 
as uh, well. Gosh, it seems unapproachable. It, it's yeah, you know, and and you know, and I don't know if this is any more approachable necessarily or not. It's hard to say from the from the you know. It's hard to once you've you know kind of gotten out of it and you are vegan. It's hard to know what does someone because I mean I can remember I can remember driving by no. You know? No and cafe is no. a tiny cafe in downtown Charleston where they have only vegan options and it's bomb. By the way, if you haven't checked it out, G N O M E. It's on President Street downtown. Check it out. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and I can remember driving by there, you know, back when I did, um, before I made the connection, and, you know, thinking to myself, oh, well, nothing in there for me. You know, and like or so. I'm still gonna be starving. Or, or no, and that wasn't ever it. You know, oh, it was okay. always just more like, oh, nothing in there for me. And, and you know, and I had mentioned earlier, I'm a picky eater. So you know, but you know, I, and it's funny because I can't even remember what I. I wish I could remember what I thought it would have been. You know. Yeah. You know, because it's so funny to to you know. That's of course one of my staples. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're the only other you know, um, ethical restaurant in town. You know, yeah. besides. Um, Besides Neon Tiger, sure. I mean, if, unless I'm no um, Annie's, I believe just opened up a place. Uh, Great Annie's, abundance. Great, yeah, yeah. And I think she's. I oh, think that's an ethical yeah. vegan. Model opened it up, I think. I believe that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, there were a few places, which is great, you know. But I'm, um, you know, obviously we're hoping for more, you know. I mean, well, but, you're you're putting a cool branding and a cool twist and getting away slightly just from politics and activism, really quick. Yeah. But it's all related. This place is amazing. Um, and to paint a picture, I mean, to me, it's futuristic, but it also feels like I just walked into the Soho house. It feels super, um, it almost feels like a retro, futuristic, swanky diner. So when you when you conceptualized this, what were you thinking for Neon Tiger? Yeah, that, I, mean, that, I think that's a, that's a great um, description. Uh, you know, I was... Um, I was thinking about sort of a storyboard, really. Um, you know, you walk in and you kind of have sort of this nature scene in there where, you know, it's sort of what we have. And then as you go, it, it's sort of, you know, this is sort of humanity, the matrix, right? And then this back wall mural here is sort of represents humanity, civilization, sort of the blindness of, of you know, of humanity. And then as you go to this final wall, this, this wall kind of represents human extinction. And that's that overgrown, you know, you see these apocalyptic movies with the with the plants taking over the buildings. That's sort of supposed to be that feel. It gives so, like that living wall feeling, but also it, it's almost comforting, but it, it doesn't seem natural, even though it's so natural. Right. To have all of this plant life inside of one building. Keep going. Yeah, so I mean that's really it. I mean it's just a, it's kind of a story. Um, uh, you know, if, if you ask me, I will tell you. But I mean, I, I think that the general feeling is is just is sort of that retro future kind of feel. You know, you know, it's sort of that vision of the future that 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 we had back in the '80s. You know, it was bright, and now the vision of the future is more Mad Max. You know. Yeah. Um, there's edge, know. but there's so, comfort. Yeah, yeah. So and, you know, and that's the that's the whole reason behind uh, you know the menu being comfort food. You know, um, it, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be offering people you know it's this idea that it is 2048. We've understand how we got here it was because we 
paid animals. We didn't respect the, our fellow earthlings. And we are kind of on a time clock because this isn't something that we're going to be able to reverse once we've gone we've gone too far. So I think you know it sort of is it's going to be dark times. You know, yeah. it's very everything's painted, everything's dark in here. Um, it's going to be a dark time. So comfort food made sense from a menu standpoint because it would be this you know sort of reminder of kind of what we had, mm-hmm. even though what we had was what got us here. But you and, know, it's what people will be looking for is some comfort in that time of discomfort. Yeah. Some like grounding food. Yeah. Um, and let's touch on the menu because yeah. I know you're doing a limited menu right now with COVID, with people not being able to travel and whatever. But I've heard unreal things. I've been on being here on Friday, like I told you. So, so far, people, when they think about being in restaurants, they think, you know, salad. They think kale. They think rabbit food. <laughs> they think, or, or on the other end of the uh, spectrum, they think, well, if I'm gonna just eat a processed Beyond Meat burger, then I may as well just be eating regular meat where it's one whole ingredient, blah, blah, blah. And there's always that argument, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. I know, it, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And I'm also like, well, the people that do say that about Beyond Meat burgers are also the people who eat Hardee's three times a week. So, um, but your menu, it doesn't seem like just vegan food. It, it, it's hearty, but you don't feel like shit afterwards. There's creaminess, there's, I mean, I want to talk about the pizzas and the uh, konjac. Oh, and the oh, you're right, the konjac, the konjac shrimp. shrimp. Yeah. Can you please touch on that? Because I've heard, I've had a bunch of people text me asking about what is this, what's going on with this konjac shrimp. You guys have to check out the Instagram and the menu and all that stuff. I just want to hear about it. And well, how I mean, you there's really, you know, not a whole lot to, to say. I'll, well, I'll be, I'll be honest that, that we actually had a um, sort of as a as a. Um, kind of an ode to Charleston, one of our pizzas when we first uh, conceptualized the menu, and all the way up really until until a few days before we actually opened, um, we were gonna have a shrimp and grits pizza. So, um, we, you know, it sort of was our least favorite that we were making, you know, and we want everything that comes out of this kitchen to just blow you away. So, um, we were, you know, and part of that could be that Doug, you know, Doug McNish isn't here, you know, um, right now, who's our uh, uh, fantastic chef who's trapped in, in Toronto right now because uh, the border being closed. Um, but either way, we decided to take it off, but we had this shrimp that we, you know, we were like, well, what can we do with, with you know, with this? So we're just like, well, let's just do some fried shrimp. Let's check it out. Let's do it. So. Um, we we uh, we didn't know what we were getting into, and we we made it, and it was like we were all, everyone in the kitchen was just like completely blown away. So and everyone's you know and everyone's been loving it, so um, which is just great, and it's it's amazing you know with with veganism you know two three years ago when I went vegan there were so many things that I knew I was giving up right I knew that I was not going to ever have a great grilled cheese sandwich again I knew I was going to have a pepperoni pizza I knew I was going to have fried shrimp. Um, Maybe one or two other things that I can think, that I, I'm not thinking of right now that just I really like, like a dessert that, or like know, or, you know a milkshake. Something yeah, exactly. Any of those things, you know. I just and it didn't matter to me at all. It was like that's you know, you know, because I, I also you know for me and giving up things when it comes to veganism, it's you know I think what it, what's important to understand is that whatever it is that you're quote giving up was never yours to take in the first place. So. That wasn't a hard thing for me, you know. It's you know, I, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like, um, 
I don't know, it'd be like stealing a computer and, you know, uh, having it for a month and someone coming to take it back and you being upset about it. It wasn't yours, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not, you know? So so I think that was that was an easy thing um, for, for me. But all those things are available. We can make all of these things that I thought I wasn't going to be able to, to eat, you know? And, and um, you know, they've come so far, even just in the three years, with the vegan cheeses. Mm -hmm. oh I mean, I, I, mean I, made yes. a post, I made a post the other day about, uh, I think it was field roast, um, cheese they make a, a cheese that I was I made a grilled cheese and I was like well this is it this is exactly what I thought I'd never have again you know and it's just incredible I mean there's really no excuse anymore I mean there just I completely isn't agree. I mean there's no excuse I mean it's it's crazy there's no literally excuse. no need for cheese oh yeah I, I mean, completely agree and I know that there's gonna be a lot of people who are like oh shut up I love cheese and I'm just oh I want to oh, punch well but you know I, I, I know everyone's yeah. on their journey everyone's well, yeah, I mean, I guess they are, but I think that it's important if you do eat cheese to just, you know, especially, you know, especially if you're, you know, I talk about this a lot too about, um, you know, um, you know, if you're a feminist, you know, I mean, you, you can't be a feminist and consume dairy. I mean, it's horrific. I mean, what they do to these animals. I mean, not, not, I mean, first of all, they're raping them, quote, artificially inseminating them. Right, and then just the fact that they're stealing the babies. I mean, these these cows are pregnant for nine months. Sound familiar? You know. And when they have their babies, they're stolen from them within 24 hours of them of them being born. I mean, imagine just to try to imagine that for a second. And even if you don't know if their suffering is the same, wouldn't you assume that it was? Wouldn't you just? Wouldn't you err on the on on the side that? They're sad. That, that, oh, and they <laughs> absolutely are. Yeah. I mean, they, they mourn for, for up to months of mourning. I mean, crying out for their babies. And then it happens to them again, right? Then they immediately, because cows don't, I think it's very important for people to understand that cows do not have, they do not have milk to give unless they are pregnant. I mean, have so, you ever seen a woman breastfeeding a baby that's not hers? Oh, <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's like right, the same right, thing. Exactly, right? So these cows don't just naturally have milk constantly. They have to be pregnant. So, so their babies are stolen from them. So they have the mental anguish of that. And then on top of that, they get pregnant immediately again. Guess what? It happens to them again and again and again. And so their life is constant turmoil of... Oh my God, my baby is going to be stolen. My baby is going to be stolen. My baby is going to be stolen. And then, after five to six years, they're, quote, spent, and then they become a McDonald's hamburger. So the dairy industry is quite possibly, and it's hard to say because they're all so cool, the coolest of all of them. You know. So I think it's important for anyone who says, I can't give up cheese, to really know the facts about what's happening to get that cheese on your plate. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. What are some, uh, you, you named a couple really popular ones. Grilled cheeses, cheeseburgers, fried chicken, fried shrimp. What are some staples that you keep? I know you said you were a, a picky eater. Yeah. Um, or you call yourself a picky eater. I work with a ton of clients for nutritional reasons, and um, a lot of them are trying to transition to more plant-based, more vegan options, and either they say they don't like tofu, they don't like beans, they don't like, there's a lot of things that maybe they're picky about or they're like, I'm just not really a vegetable person. So what are some staples um, for someone who's really trying to adopt this lifestyle but they're nervous because they're a picky eater but they want to make a difference or maybe they just want to feel better. Maybe they just want to start off by the nutritional benefits and then they want to start moving forward into different areas. 
Yeah, yeah. What are some staples that you find? You know, I've found, you know, I have, you know, first, first let me say that, that yes, I absolutely have always been a picky eater, and I'm still a picky eater. But as, as a vegan, you know, once I went vegan, you know, and every vegan will tell you this. I mean, I've never met a vegan that will tell you that they enjoy eating more as a vegan than they ever did when they ate animals, you know? Um, so I am the same way. I enjoy eating much more because I took those chances on, you know, or, you know I, I experimented. You know, I, I, I knew when I was, when I was eating for, for me, I ate chicken sandwiches. Now I eat for the animals. So in the world, in order exactly. So in order to do that, I had to experiment. I had to start trying things that I otherwise would not have ever tried. So the things that I've discovered, which are just so simple, that I that I eat a lot of times, that are sort of my you know meat replacement, because I know that that's so conditioned that we have to have a you know quote you know a meat or a quote Some protein, type of protein as yeah. they call it. You know, which drives me crazy, by the way. Like the fact that we've not only not only do we abuse these animals, steal their dignity, murder them, all these things that we do to them, but we actually have, or maybe it's the industries, I have no idea who started it, but we've actually completely now won't even call them by what they are. Now we just call them a protein. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? and they're saying, but then they'll categorize them and try and make them more appealing. Well, this is your lean protein. Well, this is your, you know, your prime cut. It's like those different types of things. I'd rather them either just say, okay, so you want pig on your plate, or you want chicken on your plate, or you want baby on your plate. Oh, it's all babies. Don't, it's don't, all babies. All, they're okay. all babies. Well, no, that's not true. The, the, if you get a burger that's made from a dairy cow, then it's then it's not a baby. But other than that, you're pretty much eating a baby. I well, mean, pigs are, you know, if you're eating bacon, it's six months old. If you're eating a chicken, they're, I think, 18 weeks old. But they pump the shit out of them so oh, that they're God. the size of my laptop. Oh, my God. Have you, ever, have you seen the photos of a, night, of a chicken in 1960 and a chicken in... You know now oh it's insane they can't even hold their own weight up they can't it's, it's no. devastating oh it's and, horrific um yeah okay oh, so and i'm sorry some... i didn't answer your question yes those things that i've been that i eat now first of all i'm a huge cashew person now i mean i crush cashews mm. love cashews um you know i buy them raw at whole foods and i put tamari on them like yeah. in a pan and it's incredible um i do i tamari everything to be honest with you Great. um i just love it uh but that um uh i mean you know simple thing chickpeas you know mm -hmm. what like mm -hmm. who knew mm -hmm. like amazing um um what else do what else do i eat um i mean not a whole lot of things oh tofu absolutely love it mm -hmm. but there's a secret to the right tofu and this is, I think, why people have trouble with tofu, but they, they won't anymore if they okay, listen to this. Okay, y'all listen up. So there is a, um, and there's a number of brands that I've found. Wildwood is one of the brands, I believe, but it's it's um, fully cooked tofu. And you've seen it probably. It just comes in two, you know, little tofu squares. It's mm -hmm. fully cooked, um, and it's super, super firm. So I like that. I slice it in like little slices, you know, each little block I'll probably slice into 25 slices, you know, and I'll throw them on the grill and they are like little, you know, pieces of bacon basically, yeah, you know, yeah. like little like um, crispy and it's incredible. Of so course, good. once again, Tamari, you know, yeah. and some kind of spice or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. But yes, tofu is a huge thing in my, yeah. you know, it, it, that, I, that I love to eat. Um, and uh, also, I mean, this is a little off subject, but I'm um, not really, but um, it's not off subject because honestly, we are, humans are 
frugivores. So we are, um, we are most closely related, almost identical in every way, whether it's stomach acid, intestinal length, um, if you look at the way our jaws move, um, you know, what we, what we were get what, what, what we were given to, to actually, yeah, right. I mean, you know, um, what we, no claws, what, right. No, exactly. Our hands, you know, what our abilities are, right. Without weapons, mm -hmm. right. Um, we are meant to, our species diet is 75 to 80% fruit. Um, and 20% leafy greens, uh, nuts, seeds, you know, that's what we are supposed to be eating. That's mm. the diet that will, that will get us to 100 and 110, mm. you know. Mm. Um, now, it would probably get us even further if our, you know, food hadn't been stripped of all its nutrients over the years from, like you know, Monsanto and, you know, all the BS. That, that's a whole other show if you want to do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's our species diet. So I've gotten really into smoothies right. and I mean, I'll, you know, I mean, at least one a day, if not two juicing as well is huge. Because what do you of like the, to put in your smoothie? I do. So all organic, of course, um, you know, if you can afford to do it, please do that. I mean, that's just, that's the, that's, you know, you really you do not want any GMOs. No, you know, you know, so organic is the way to go, but I do, um, um, I just buy big bags of organic fruit from um, from Whole Foods or mm. from uh, Harris Teeter even has it, you know, depending. Um, and I just do strawberries, bananas, um, typical stuff. Blueberries are big, you know, really good for energy. Um, mangoes and acai are usually my five that I really love. And then, you know, I'll throw some pineapple in there or, um, and some peach sometimes. But, you know, that with, with um, I, I do some... Um, uh, supplements, you know, and not supplements really, more like um, I do some facilium husk for fiber, I'll do chia seeds, hemp hearts for some protein, and then some uh, diatomaceous earth, which, you know, I don't know if that's something you, you know, are into or, sure. or what, but that's sure. another big, you know, in this world that we live in with all these toxins and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big detoxifier. So um, that is, and none of these things do you taste in the smoothie. So, you know, you're getting all these great benefits mm -hmm. and an amazing, you know, and just like, honestly, like a dessert to me, mm -hmm. you know? So, and, and you know, and, and all, anybody out there that's worried about the sugar that's in fruit, that's a total miss. It's wrapped it's, in fiber, you're it's good. Absolutely, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's not something you need to worry about. You can eat fruit all day long. You're not gonna, you know, not gonna have any sugar issues. Well, um, I work closely with a company called Blunderbombs, and they are like a small nutrient-dense ball. You throw one in a smoothie, it's Blunderbomb, and um, it's totally nutrient-packed, it's all plant-based, it's like date-based, walnut, cashew, all, all these amazing things. Um, I'll have to bring you some, they're really great. Um, I work closely with them. Use the link in the show notes, by the way, guys, if you buy Blunderbombs. But, um, okay, so I have one more question for you yep. before we yeah, let you go. So with Neon Tiger, if you could talk to all of Charleston right now, put up a billboard for all of Charleston, all of Mount Pleasant to see whoever, I know, no pressure, what would you want them to see about Neon Tiger, specifically? What would I want them to see, or what would I? What would you want them to hear, know, what's like a one-liner to get them in here? No. Oh, right, right. Yeah, um, hmm. well, you know, I think my, the goal of Neon Tiger, and and is to is to show people that they don't have to eat animals to be 
satisfied and to get all of the flavors and textures and all of the um, all of that that they they are scared to give up, you know. So I really would just it, it would really be more of a challenge, you know. I mean, I would love to challenge people to come in here, you know, and and um, you know to to see what you think. You know, I mean, just give it one meal where you, you know, where you aren't promoting these industries that are that are ultimately driving us to extinction. You know, um, and uh, you know, just try it out. I mean, it can't, it certainly can't hurt. And um, I promise you won't be disappointed. You know, so uh, and if you are, you know, hey, um, I'll I'll give you your money back. How about that? You know, how about that? Yeah. And. Um, for listeners, mention that you saw, mention that you heard Neon Tiger on Hotter Than Health podcast. Let them know. Let them know that people are listening. Um, and also, I want to challenge some people. I want to challenge people who I know are listening to this podcast. And I challenge you to bring three friends. Bring Taylor Longbottom. I'm going to challenge Gunner Maid. And I'm going to challenge all of my Hilo staff. In the, oh, would you look at that? And then, um, we ran away from something. Ooh, would you look at that? That's for you. I like this. Thank you. I'm going to talk about this. Um, while I was just challenging my high-low staff, who's in the fitness industry, and this is plant-based, and you're going to be full, um, Taylor Longbottom and Gunner Maid, bring three friends, post about it, tag Hotter Than Health. Uh, while I was talking, uh, John handed me The World Peace Diet. It's a book. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. It's called Eating for Spiritual Health and Social Harmony by Will Tuttle, PhD, Amazon bestseller. Hello. Ooh, I can't wait to read this. And so just for a quick synopsis on the back of this, it says Will Tuttle brings a priceless perspective not only to the planetary crisis confronting us all, but to all, also to powerful ways that we can each effect it. This book is radiant with his learning and his compassion. So if you guys are looking for some resources, there you go, right there. Thank you so much for being here, John. Plug yourself. Where can people find you? Pimp yourself out on social media. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, uh, if you want... Um yeah, I mean, I'm Cheap Hotel uh, on uh, just one word, Cheap Hotel on uh, on Instagram. If you want to follow me, um, and and you uh, aren't worried about seeing some uh, some truth, um, yeah. Um, and then uh, of course Neon Tiger, which is uh, much much more lighthearted and and uh, you know no, you're not going to see any uh, no, no uh, slaughterhouse videos there. But um, but yeah, please follow me on uh, follow me at Cheap Hotel and. Um, Reach out to me, please, if you have any questions or I can help in any way with your journey towards veganism. Any recommendations I can give, I'm absolutely 100% here for anybody who is trying to make that change and do do better in their life. Amazing. Well, this is Hotter Than Health, and it is Tuesday, but we will be out on Thursday with this amazing episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are out of here.